Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Welcome into Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Make sure to check us out in addition to these podcasts app. Also on Dash Radio, the Nothing But Net channel. Search for Dash Radio. Download the app for free, then search for Nothing But Net. We're there every day, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. Pacific. Also, check out FiveReasonsSports.com for all the free local sports content here in Miami. Not just the Heat, but the Dolphins just got a big win in San Francisco. Miami lost to Clemson. Inter-Miami just won. Marlins just finished their season. What will they and the Panthers do in the offseason? It's all there on 5ReasonSports.com. More free sports content than anyone else. Also, our YouTube channel now over 7,500 subscribers. We're going to, I think, jump over to the stream over there after this podcast is up. So make sure you check that out. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, and you'll get all of our latest shows there again on all of the local Teams. Also, the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network, including the Seltzer Mayberg Law Firm. If you had a car accident or a slip and fall, if you were hurt as a result of someone else's negligence, make sure you give the attorneys at Seltzer Mayberg a call. They're available 24 7 at onecalllegal.com. That's O N E calllegal.com. Or you can call 1 855 5000 Law. That's 1 855 5000 Law with a centralized office located right off of I-95 in Miami. They're ready to take on your case, whether it's in South Florida or anywhere else in the state. Again, that's the Seltzer Mayberg Law Firm, 1callegal.com, 1-855-5000-LAW. And now, tonight's final episode of the Miami Heat season. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on five on the floor. Here is the floor plan. We're actually starting a little early tonight because this ended a little early tonight for the Miami Heat. As we are beginning here, Duncan Robinson is at the line with three minutes and 59 seconds left down now 99 to 76 after he makes the free throw. So the Heat are down 23. This is actually better than it was, as I'm sure you know if you watch the game and we're not going to spend a lot of time tonight. I've got Greg Sylvander and Alex Toledo with me. Alphonse Sidney may join at some point. I'm not going to spend a lot of time tonight on perspective of the season, except for one tweet. Um, for a lot of people, the Miami Heat were the only good thing about 2020. And I think that's why this is a hard episode for us all to do, because it is it. hard, right? It is hard. One, two, three, four, five. On the floor. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick with Alphonse Sidney, Alex Toledo, and Greg Sylvander, part of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Over And it was over like this. And again, as, as we're doing, the Heat are still fighting. Now they're down 21, Jimmy with a, a back cut and a dunk. But it's going to end here over the next three minutes and 30 seven seconds, I believe. And so when it does, we're going to get into the perspective a lot more tomorrow. We're going to focus on the best moments of the season. We're going to focus on where the heat go from here, but let's just focus on tonight. In your view, Greg, what was the single biggest factor tonight? 
The single biggest factor was that finally the lack of ammunition and the reliance on Jimmy Butler having to be out of this world caught up with them. And I actually said it in the pregame stream that when I woke up this morning, uh, I had I, I was having trouble finding the guts. And it had a lot to do with when you saw the, the victories that the Heat got in this series, it was behind just absolutely Herculean Jimmy Butler. And then a lot of other stuff had to go right. And um, it's, it's just difficult to think that they could continue to pull that off. And tonight we saw the worst of all worlds. Essentially, it was everything unraveled. Um, but if I had to just narrow it down to the one thing, it's that they ran out of gas, that eventually this magic that they've been riding on and the resiliency, um, at some point, there is a portion of that that um, when you're up against two of the top five guys in the league, it only gets you so far, and I think we saw that tonight. Alex? Uh, to me, the one thing really was just the lack, the complete lack of paint defense, right? We knew the game plan coming in to all these games was to really limit their domination of the paint because that's how they like to, to win games, right? That's what they do, and they get on in transition off their really good defense, and every, all of that went in their favor tonight. The games that they won, 100%. Agree with everything they've said, by the way. We, we've been talking about that over the series, that it's just it's, it's tough, like, because they got here because of the variety that I think that they've had on both sides of the floor where they can win in so many different ways all year and, you know, throughout all the playoffs. And like like Leif said, it was on Jimmy. But more than that, tonight, they could have won tonight, even with everything that, that we talked about with them not having enough. And obviously tonight was not their night. But you know what I'm saying? Like, they, the Band-Aid, everything came off in the first quarter. And there was like, you let Rondo and LeBron just go run all over you in the paint over and over and over and over and over again. And you can talk to me all you want about the injuries, but I, they're not going to be okay with that happening. They're not going to say that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That it's okay because mm -hmm. of the injuries. Like that's, you cannot let those things happen to you in an elimination game. Like that's, we obviously I'm over here saying that from the comfortable couch. I think that's how Spo said it. Uh, that's how, you know, critics talk or whatever. Uh, and, and, and that's easy for me to say for, for me to say that they should crowd the paint. Right. But that's it. Right. Like <laughs> the margins are so slim. And when you come out of the gates like that, it's just letting them score all over you in the first half, the way they did, just letting them gain that confidence. They obviously got all the threes to fall, but you, it was those threes where it's like, yeah, they, they, it's a blowout game. Everybody's hitting right now. And it all started with LeBron and Rondo and AD, you know, just kind of getting whatever they wanted. They completely dominated the style of this game. And, you know, so, yeah, that's a long way of saying everything came way to the paint defense not being what it was supposed to be. You know, if I'm going to have to lean one way or the other, and you're both right, um, but, but I lean more towards Greg on this one in this sense. You know, it's one thing to talk about strategy and, and what they could have done. And, and Heat fans, I saw you, Greg, you go at some Heat fans tonight and I was with you. I mean, this idea of, you know, what Spolster could have done from a rotation perspective or this or that. When you start a game, what oh, was it, five, when you start when you start a game, five of 12 from the line, when you have guys fumbling the ball out of bounds, um, Bam looked like he was in space for the first, I don't know, quarter and a half of this game. Um you know, Jimmy was not Jimmy hero was turning the ball over consistently. I mean, again, we can talk about tweak or strategy or this or that. And there are things that Eric could have done differently. Um, there's certainly, you know, we, we oh, can there talk is no about, strategy. We, we could, we could start a, We could talk about the starting lineup 
situation and that change. But of course, you know, the heat were down two when, when the Lakers changed, you know, I mean, Caruso started when they made a starting lineup, when they made a change to the lineup, the heat were only down two. I mean, this game fell apart afterwards to me. It's just, they, they, I just think they hit the wall. I really do. I, I think it's what, it's what Jimmy's been saying. They had to play perfectly. They had to play perfectly. This season has been going now for a year, a full year. They've been in the bubble for more than three months. They were outgunned a little bit to begin with. Then they were really outgunned after the injuries. I'm not blaming the injuries, but it didn't help the situation. And they had to, they had to be on their game all the time. Yeah. And and tonight they just were all off at the same time. And they were kind of due for one of these. Yeah. I'm glad it didn't happen in game five. No, because you, you want still, to talk about a hit of perspective. Yeah, you you <laughs> still have that moment, but I just yeah. think I, I just think looking at it now, it's I mean, again, if you were going to beat LeBron James and Anthony Davis, you needed several guys to play over their what you perceive to be their heads, and when they all were diminished tonight in one way or another, just wasn't going to happen. And this final score, you know, cosmetically it looks better now. Right now, it's one hundred three to ninety to eighty one hundred three to eighty eight. You've got LeBron and AD hugging. You know, I mean, look, the Lakers are supposed to be here this year. The Heat were not. I don't want to focus too much on that tonight, but they gave incredible effort in the bubble. They gave incredible effort this season, and they just, in the end, did not have enough, whether it was roster-wise, mentally, or emotionally. The the effort to me, and I'm completely agreeing with everything you're saying, by the way, but I think tonight now in the media calls when the game ends, you're going to hear all of them say that the effort was not there you're just because right. I think that's like that's how they got here was overplaying and getting the most out of the guys and kind of not playing perfect, but they kind of turned into their own version of the Spurs where they don't beat themselves. They constantly find new and different ways to beat you if you're cutting off one option. You know, I mean, the whole motion offense was just completely cut off by the Lakers tonight. They're a great defense, and I'm not even trying to talk about that they sh- they could have they could have or should have done anything differently. The whole game plan was not executed right. Like the paint defense is the whole priority. And that was blown from the first quarter. And I think that's when you knew, okay, this is not going well. And, yeah. and, but the effort, that's all effort, right? Like, of course, right. they, they definitely hit a wall with their weapons and threats, but like they could have kept the game, you know, a little bit closer. <laughs> but there's just so many lapses. Like, you, you cannot account for Rondo getting eight layups and LeBron, you know, LeBron is going to be LeBron. But if you're not giving him any resistance, like, yeah, game over. <laughs> and they're, I, I really I mean, do that, think they're going to that... say the same thing tonight. I mean, that image uh, that I just saw, it's crazy, Alex, because you and I being out in Vegas uh, now, what, 16 months ago? Oh, my God. I mean, imagine me telling you ago. at that time that they would be here at the end of the season. Well, but I'm, look, I'm looking at that image, and I'm, I'm watching Vogel and Spolstra hug and, and remembering them hugging in a back gym, you know, at the Cox Pavilion. Was it the Cox Pavilion? Yeah, the, se- the second arena in Vegas. And, and, you know, not thinking 15 months later, they would be hugging after Vogel beat Spolster in the NBA finals. It does again, put in perspective how far they came, but I also think we saw things tonight that we'll be talking about a lot this off season. Um, they need another big, they need another big because on a night that bam didn't have it, you know, they had nowhere else to go. They need another creator because even though again, a tremendous respect to Goran Dragic for what he tried to do tonight, unbelievable respect for what he did in the bubble. 
obviously they need to resign him. He's also going to be 35 years old next season. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they need, they need to get additional help there for Jimmy because the burden on Jimmy was so great in this series. And to a certain degree, it was too great on Goron in the postseason that they need to find someone else. So those are things we'll get into, but tonight you watch Jimmy Butler come off 12 points, seven rebounds, eight assists. I'm going to go through the numbers just for posterity here. Obviously they don't really matter, but I just, it, you know, when, when you go through it again and you look at who, played well enough. I mean, bam ended up, this is crazy. Brady, Brady Hawk, our guy said that, that you were going to get, what was it? The 20, what do you say? 20, 20, 20, 10 and five. And he okay. got yeah. 20, he got 25, 10 and five tonight. And, and like, but he didn't play. Brady well. He also said a win. I, I believe. Yeah, no, 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 he did. Yes. Correct on that. Ethan, before the podcast started, you said that this is the emptiest Bam Adebayo stat, stat line, and it's probably the emptiest one that I can remember because a lot of that was happening in mm-hmm. when they kind of you could see that the Lakers were a little bit um, like they took the foot off the gas pedal on the defensive yep. side. When you see Jimmy five of ten from the field. And then you look at Goran, who obviously um, was kind of playing on one leg. And, and I, you know, to gut it out, he, he, he had eight field goal attempts and Jimmy had 10 field goal attempts. And I know Jimmy went to the bench, um, you know, towards the end of that fourth quarter. So he didn't get the same kind of looks as normal. This was just a situation where they, they finally hit the wall and everything went wrong and we've talked about all of that there's obviously strategic stuff you could have looked at of maybe going to Olenek to try to keep the defenses honest they were lit like bam started taking the mid-range jumpers in the second half he had those in the first half and he just didn't go to it but ultimately like the, the good thing about this is is that um and we're going to get into the perspective stuff so i'm only going to say one sentence on it that there are a number of things you can take from this season that will translate going forward. Mm-hmm. There's, there, there's a positive outlook on this that is beyond any belief, even if you get blown out in this you know, final game. And it's a huge recruiting pitch to the rest of the league about what the Miami Heat are about going forward. It's probably the worst version of the team. So there's, we don't have to necessarily sign off tonight and feel too bad. Uh, you just lost to LeBron James and Anthony Davis. It's LeBron James. We know how great he is. Um, and uh, there's just, there's growth that has to happen. Tyler had one of the worst games that I can remember Tyler Hero having. Uh, he, he finally broke the streak of double figure scoring in the playoffs. I think this is was the first game that he finally finished with uh, under double figure. So um, it, it, it leaves a bad taste in our mouth. I'm not trying to like paint this one with roses at all. Cause it doesn't feel good by the end of it all. But ultimately, uh, to say that they lost in six, considering Bam missed two games and Gorn was hobbled, uh, it's still a hell of a run, man. And I just, I just want Myers Leonard uh, put his arm around Tyler Hero as they left the floor. You know, right now, you know, the, the, uh, the Lakers are accepting the trophy right now. I, I do think after the break, we should talk about the Lakers and LeBron here for a second. I think we have to memorialize the championship and then we're not going to discuss it again. As we move forward, we're going to transition uh, back to heat. But before we do a word from safe cubbies. All right. Ethan Skolnick back here with Greg Sylvander and Alex Toledo. I, I do think we need to talk about the champions here for a second. I'm watching, I'm seeing Dion waiters there. I'm seeing Jr. Yes. Smith there. Uh, this is just in a lot of ways, this was again, a weird season in so many ways, kind of a weird champion <laughs> in, 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 in imperfect champion. Um, but l- let's put this to rest. I, I don't put an asterisk on this title for LeBron James. 
you know, he's now four and six in the finals. It counts. It, it, this was incredibly challenging to go through what they had to go through three months being in the bubble away, mostly away from their families, uh, total unique circumstances, just basketball, you know, obviously the Clippers imploded, the Lakers did not. So they deserve credit for that. Uh, they dominated their first three series. They only lost a combined three. I want to introduce you to another of the great new sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. And it is a sponsor that would be important in any time if you want to have a beautiful workspace. But it's especially important now when you need a safe one as well. And that's Safe Cubbies. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Com, which offers modular office solutions designed to elevate your open office into a modern and safe environment at any budget. You can personalize your workspace with options like whiteboards, magnetic panels, acrylic sheets, and graphic branding. Most of the surfaces are non-porous for easy cleaning and can be removed or replaced within minutes. Now, this is for workplaces. They've got a bunch of different options on their professional series, but also they've got private room solutions, dividers and sneeze guards, and they have a classroom series as well. So if you're involved with the school, this is definitely something your school should check out, of course, if we have school in the fall. And that's the point here. We are entering a new normal period with COVID-19. SafeCubbies.com, which is locally owned, is the place that you want to go. The phone number is 754-216-1071. Again, that's 754-216-1071 or SafeCubbies.com. Very, very competitive heat team. Um, how will you, I'll start with you, Greg. How do you, how do you look at this LeBron Laker title? I mean, I, I agree. No asterisk should be applied. That's completely ridiculous. I feel like actually the, throughout this bubble run, and I've said this and I'll say it again, I saw some of the best basketball I've seen in quite some time. I, I felt like it was really well-played ball um and uh maybe that's because i was tuning into the heat run uh primarily but truthfully i did watch a lot of other games and i thought it was great basketball i i think it was actually a tougher situation when you think about how long these guys have been in the bubble but when we started this whole thing we talked a lot about miami being tailor-made for the bubble as a team the other part of that, the other side of that coin was, as I thought to myself, if there was any guy in the league that looked at this situation, like this little capsule program of going into a bubble and making a run and being able to add a, a championship to the resume, like you had to know that this was LeBron James saying, wow, in a vacuum, I can get one here. And this is like um, a lot of a different stage. Like LeBron normally in a final series, it, it, it's like it's a, it's a different kind of spectacle because of the fans and everything else. So the fact that he was able to plug through and get one, it's his uh, third championship with three franchises. If he got the finals MVP, which I have not seen announced yet, that'll be his third finals MVP with three different franchises. As much as he annoyed me in this series, and there are moments where his passive-aggressive stuff always has rubbed me the wrong way, I've had my team petty moments, I'd, I do consider him the greatest basketball player of all time. That's where I stand on that. And, um, and he's just kind of cemented that now because this is the other thing. I, I think that 
as as crazy and as flawed as this Lakers team is from three through nine because of one and two and how good they are. I feel like they're going to be able to make the necessary tweaks and they're going to be able to try to make another run and get back here. The Clippers look extremely fallible. So um, ultimately for him to get this one, I feel like now he's on the doorstep of getting in a real interesting conversation for another one as we go forward. Yeah, Alex, how do you see that? I mean, if you, if you look at over the next two to three years, are, are they the best position team right now? Ooh, the Lakers or the Heat? Yeah. No, the Lakers. Now we'll do the Heat. Tomorrow. No, no, I don't think the Lake. I mean, they're, they're right there. I don't know if I see them as number one, but they're, I mean, you, you just going into next season, if you got the Warriors healthy, if you get the Nets healthy, I think they're just going to be looked at as one of a mix, but they're going to be the betting favorite, right? I, I expect that. They have, and they should get that courtesy. They have obviously two just incredible monsters of players. But if you're going to do the asterisk conversation, uh, asterisk conversation, which I hate, Put an asterisk on this one, put an asterisk on 2012, put an asterisk on all these other ones that toxic NBA fans have put an asterisk to over the years. All of this doesn't matter. We do this for so many years. And like, when you really think about it, like they really have tried to put an asterisk on a lot of these titles over the years. Obviously we saw that last year with all the Warriors injuries. We saw it with the uh, the one that you covered, one of the ones you covered, Ethan, uh, LeBron with the, his first title. Mm-hmm. In the shortened season, the shortened lockout season. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I feel like all of this stuff doesn't matter. The, the consequences are the consequences. And then, like, the circumstances that, like, that it is what it is. People win. And the challenges that are there are, like, he won with the stuff that was given to him. And there was a lot of elite players that he faced. And, you know, they deserve to be the champs. They just got lucky that this heat run did it happen in the third quarter, not the fourth quarter. Oh, no, no doubt. It's such, I'm, <laughs> I'm watching this too, and it's such an eclectic group. I mean, there's Jason Kidd as an assistant coach behind uh, Frank Vogel. We, we, we see J.R. Smith. Dwight Howard gets a ring. Can we uh, can we do like a segment on dividing who we're happy for and not happy for? Well, let, let, let's, let, let's, let's do it. Let's close with that. Okay, who, who are – let's cl- – <laughs> no, you know what? No, you know what? Let, we'll close with that in a second. But first, one other – one thing on the heat. I, I think we should do sort of a, a defining moment of tonight, you know, with the heat. And to me, um, the defining moment for me was Goran Dragic turning the corner um, one last time. I, I, I do think Goran couldn't have made a difference one way or another tonight. What's crazy is Goran ended up a plus two in the game. So he didn't end up hurting them uh, from, <laughs> from an on the floor standpoint. But to me, it was that I, there wasn't the Jimmy moment I was expecting tonight, you know, for somebody who had, been so impactful had dragged them there i beg to differ you're in trouble it just it just didn't come was there before we get to who we're happy for and not greg was is there a moment tonight uh i mean they're all bad moments but i think jimmy's non-moments are 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 it you hit on it It, and well truthfully there's there's another one too though bam just looks so bad like I, i said in the last game when he was trying to go up and under on ad that 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 like made me sad to watch early on in this game. There was a lot of that too. And it came out in frustration, but Jimmy too. um, He just didn't, he wasn't able to do the, uh, the heavy lifting like we've seen. And it's, it's no fault of his like, come on now. Like, what do you expect from this guy? Also um, hero, like not playing well. I think that a lot of fans, I mean, I tweeted, this is going to be the Tyler hero basketball game. And I'm still getting blown up about that on the timeline, but truthfully, like how how do we expect a twenty year old to just never ever uh, flinch in a playoff run? So like ultimately it was just a mix of bad moments. Yeah, I mean honestly the Jimmy thing it's a it's a great point. If, if Jimmy's not doing everything and he just could not 
get in a rhythm whatsoever in that first quarter is it's just like, well, where do you go from there, right? Because I think everything was kind of going through him with Bam and Goron being in the state they are. And honestly, the Bam and Goron thing, like, again, not, not to overstate what happened in this run, but they really finally started getting their rhythm going in that fourth quarter. Like, they started to resemble what they looked like uh, beforehand. And obviously, that's with a lot less resistance than the Lakers had when they were really trying in that first half and just completely shut down the heat. But it, it just seems to me, as somebody who has absolutely no – medical credentials uh, <laughs> that, you know, it, their body was just not giving it to them. Like it, it took them a really long time to, to get their legs under them and break loose and just get warm. You know what I'm saying? Like they had no rhythm going whatsoever. And if Jimmy isn't there. We'll get back to our episode here in a second. Before we do I want to tell you about another of the great sponsors of the five reasons sports network, you know, Knicks are no good in the NBA. You're familiar with that. The Knicks are no good. Well, Knicks are no good when you're shaving certain parts of your body either. So that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created. I never thought I would actually say that on a podcast and just released the new and improved lawnmower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. Thanks to advanced skin safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. When I tell you this is premium, I mean, premium, the battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. The waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower. One of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. If you're listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Make sure you trim yourself. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code 5RSN at manscaped.com. And now this is where I end my career. Your balls will thank you. And now back to the episode. Kind of carrying them through that and, and, and keeping it close and, you know, allowing them to, to get that rhythm and, and, and maybe close the game out. Or, you know what I'm saying? Come back from 12 instead of coming back down from 30. You know, like the, everything fell apart from the start. And the Goron Bam thing, it, it's just, ugh, like it could have been, even with all of this, like I said, it, I, I, they know that they could have been in this game. They know that they could have been in this game. But it's all good. Uh, I'm happy for Dion. <laughs> that's where that that's where you wanted to go with this? That's how I put an exclamation point. I am not point. happy for Dion. Oh, man. Who are we happy for? Seriously, who are we happy for? Let's go through it. Are you happy for LeBron? Are you happy yes. for LeBron? Absolutely. 100%. Yeah, I'm all right with it. I'm glad that it happened in six. I'm a little bit less. Like, I think I had a lot of hostile feelings over the past couple of games just because of the way that he acts on the court sometimes. But uh, no, I'm, I'm good with it. He deserves to, to get his fourth title. I think it was probably going to happen regardless. Mm -hmm. So, no, I'm, I'm good with it. I'm, I'm happy for him because I, I know how much this legacy stuff means to him, even though yep. he won't say it. And, and, and I do, I, I'm, I, you know, and I'm also, I'm, look, I'm happy for him because, you know, I, you know, I developed a, a warm personal relationship with him when I covered him. And I, I see through some of the passive aggressive stuff that drives other people nuts because, you know, when you actually have conversations with somebody, you kind of can read them a little bit better and, and understand them a little bit better. Um, I, I don't think he always conducts himself on the court the way he used to. Um, and I think sometimes it's frustrating to watch him argue with the officials all the time, but I have so much respect for what he's done off the court 
that it completely overwhelms it. And, and, I'm, and again, personally with me, but also just honestly what he's doing in life right now, what he's done with the vote, what he's done with Absolutely. empowering young people, what he's done in his communities. It is remarkable. And, you know, so if he drives you a little bit crazy as a basketball player sometimes, because, uh, you know, of some of the stuff that that's, I don't think he used to do as much as he does now. I can look past it. Are, are you, uh, are you happy for AD? Indifferent. I mean, <laughs> I, I think that it's a situation where, um, like, and so, so this is interesting. A, AD never proved he could take a team to the finals and carry them on their back. And Jimmy Butler just did. And I feel like Anthony oh. Davis in every league circle is considered um, heads and toes above, listen to me, he heads and shoulders above Jimmy Butler. And, um, and so there's a part of this that, um, you know, I, I'm happy for him that he got over the hump uh, because, you know, he's a young player and he, he's, uh, by all accounts, he works hard and all that. But uh, ultimately, it's kind of a situation where you go to a team with LeBron who didn't make the playoffs last year and you get all the way there. I, I don't know. Like, the guy that I really feel happy for tonight is Danny Green because of all the bullshit that went yeah. on uh, in between the last two games. I feel good for him. Um, and the rest of the roster, I'm pretty indifferent to, and I'd rather Dwight and Rondo neck. I mean, how ironic is yes. it okay. that Dwight, but even more Rondo who had the LeBron is a bitch shirt right mm -hmm. next to him, if not on, um, is now helping him in a closeout game, win his fourth championship. Yeah. Yeah. Or that I, Dwight I mean, couldn't get on the court in, in a closeout game to win a championship. Right. Yeah. Like Dw Dwight, who was stymied by LeBron in 2009, and he ends up – I give Dwight great credit for the sacrifice he made this year, for doing the make good contract, for becoming a useful role player, but for to not even be a part of it in the last game, it is kind of crazy uh, how these things play out. No, I mean, I feel the same way as far as Dwight and, and Rondo. I Definitely two of the guys I'm, I'm <laughs> not nearly as happy for as any of these other guys, that's for sure. Uh, just to not be too petty about it. Like, I think Dwight was just kind of a goon all series, not to sound too much like Bill Simmons. You know, some of those antics on the floor, they, he's and everything else, all the baggage that comes with Dwight as well. Like, he, he did what he was supposed to do all season. I'll give him that credit. But he, he obviously ended up, uh, you know, being exposed for what he is. Like, he's, he's a whatever role player who's kind of like back-end rotation player. He's not a serious – he's not a real NBA final starter. And the, co the coach put in Alex Elmer Fudd Russo over him, to, like – for a reason you know what i'm saying like D dwight was out of there like I, I i'm i'm talking shit but he was out of there for a reason and, and look that they didn't play very well with him on the floor this time but you know I, I give anybody credit who makes sacrifices and who realizes at the end of the career that they're not what they were it took him and so I, long and, and it took him a long time just like it took carmelo i think both of them this year carmelo too realized it Oof. Made a contribution to Portland. Some guys never get it, though. They both got it real late in their careers. I mean, Dwayne realized it early enough to become a, you know, a really quality six man. Some guys don't want to make those kind of sacrifices. They both made them. Um, I do. I, I've never been a Rondo fan personally. And so this one's kind of hard to take. Dwight has his moments also. But I mean, look, you know, with LeBron, it's not easy sometimes to be a role player. We've seen that. And these guys did conform. They won a title. They everyone expected they would implode. The Clippers would not. The Clippers did. They didn't. And so that's a big reason why they're champions right now. And so yep. you've got to, you got to give them credit for it. All right, we're not going to do any more tonight. We've got so much more to get to over the next few days. We've got like three months to get to. 
I can just give you a tease and tell you, I don't know there's going to be any games in American Airlines Arena next season. So we may be looking at bubbles again. I'll get Ooh. into more, more detail on that in an upcoming episode. Thanks for joining us again. Five reasonsports.com. Check out the YouTube channel. Might try to swing over there with Alf. And by the time this posts, I'll be on WSVN tonight. Uh, actually, um, you know, wearing a shirt, which I'm not doing right now. So we'll, uh, we'll get this thing together. Thanks to Greg. Thanks to Alex. Miami Heat lose game six of the NBA finals. They get all the way here. Can't close the deal though. And now we start to talk about the off season. We love this group. Thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the five regional sports network. One, two, three, four, five on the floor.